You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Happy Monday, Bruce. How are you? It's good to see you. Yeah, uh, healthy alive. Um, survived yesterday. Uh, there was some really intense thunderstorms that came through, and it it was an odd intense. Okay, so when I say intense, you're you're probably thinking lots of lightning, lots of thunder, heavy rain, maybe some mm-hmm. hail. Mm-hmm. No, actually, there was very little winds, very little in the way of lightning and thunder. But the lightning and thunder that did happen, the thunder was so intense that the rumblings lasted literally, I'm not exaggerating, 15 seconds. And the entire house shook. It was super intense. And there was probably maybe a half dozen of those that went off. And uh, anyway, it uh, really intense. Uh, my, I'm not a meteorologist, uh, but I'm pretty sure that's what you call sprite lightning. Um, the lightning wasn't happening from cloud to earth. It was happening from cloud to ionosphere. And when you do that, the lightning is, instead of being a million volts going to the ground, it's a hundred million when it goes up to the ionosphere. Bruce, what you're describing here, you're right. You are not a meteorologist and neither am I, quite frankly. But you don't have to be a meteorologist to understand clearly what this is that you're experiencing and what is happening over here. It is clearly, without a doubt, and you can't question it because it's absolute, it's man-made climate change. That's what it is. You know something? Uh, I looked into, we, we were kind of talking about looking into some stuff, and I started looking into some stuff on on weather control and, you know, some of those kind of things. We're going to do that this week. We, we are going to talk yeah. about that this week. Because I, I, I want to spend so, a couple of days kind of just going over that. Because I, I wanted, I, I told, okay, for the listener, I told Bruce, I said, it's awful convenient that all this stuff is happening now, the weather stuff, right? The crazy stuff. You're seeing historic flooding and, and wildfires and all the rest of it, earthquakes and everything else. It's awful convenient this is all happening right now. Now, you can go down like the biblical road and all of that. Okay, sure. But th- I mean, that's, you can you can go that way if you want. But I want to look at something else. And, and I looked at it like this. I want to disprove. I don't want to prove something. I want to disprove what's there in terms of um, weather weapons. I, I, I don't want to sound like we, we don't want to go down the road of being like conspiratorial, conspiracy theorist, any, anything like that. We only want to stick to what's public. We don't want to really theorize too much about things. Uh, we want to obviously weigh in and, and give thoughts on it, but we don't want to go down the road of, well, this is this is what it is because we read this on some website somewhere. No, nothing like that. Right. I want to talk about actual programs and actual, I mean, government funded, government run programs. I want to talk about that stuff. And what I want mm-hmm. to do, I want to disprove weather weapons. So I want to take the theory that's out there and I want to reverse it. I want to, I want to hit it with a reverse attack. I don't want to prove it. I want to disprove the conspiracy theory. So we don't actually fall into that trap of becoming conspiracy theorists. I want to take the conspiracy theory, supposedly, and I want to work it backwards. I want to disprove it. So, but so, you've, you've already started looking into that stuff. But yeah, 
But that's what we yes. want to do this week. So with with that in mind, I'll give you a teaser. Um, I'm going to say it's plausible uh, that it was like this weather man-made climate change. It, it's plausible that it is some of our meddlings and not actually pollution. Pollution may play a hand in it, but uh, it, it's possible man-made climate change is a little bit more than what they're saying. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. And we'll go into detail on, on uh, later. And also the Texas thing, the, the freak blizzard storm down there that, that knocked out all the power, that all plays a part into it too. So uh, yeah, we want to get into that this week, but that's later on this week. We're going to talk about that. We've also got a very special guest coming up on uh, Thursday of this week. And I believe if we're fortunate enough, uh, he wasn't able to make it last week. He had to cancel last minute. was no fault of his own. We hope to have Marty this week. We hope to. Uh, it all depends on a few things, but we hope that uh, that we get a chance to have him on this week. Uh, he and I are also working on, well, the three of us are actually working on another Room 101, but this is going to be a very special one. We're getting some very special guests in line just for that. Uh, some people that are involved with um, some of the theater productions in London, uh, London, England. So we're looking at getting some of those uh, some of those actors that perform at the like uh, at a lot of those uh, world renowned theaters down there. Uh, we're looking at getting them on uh, as part of our next comedy show. So that's uh, looking forward to that. I'm I'm really hoping. And right now we do have a couple of confirmations on it already. So I'm looking to get the third. I need to make a phone call over to. Uh, over to uh, the United Kingdom and make sure we get the third person in line for it. So, but uh, yeah, that's some of the stuff we got coming up. But anyway, today let's talk about some stuff today. By the way, before I before we start, this is breaking. Kamala Harris is at Walter Reed Hospital after meeting with Texas Democrat lawmakers who tested positive for COVID nineteen. The White House has just reported as a routine appointment. Okay. She's fully vaccinated. Yeah, uh, and as we've said before. The vaccine doesn't. Well, even the media is saying this now and scientists are saying, um, well, this current vaccine doesn't work against the Delta variant. So but Fauci just said here we have a vaccine that is highly, highly effective. It's free. So I don't know what people's problem is. Get over it. Blah, blah, blah. Isn't that what he said? That's what he said. That's indeed what he said. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he's kind of wrong at the same time. Yeah, it's just at the same time. Uh, okay, Bruce, let me ask you a question. This is a God's honest question because I, I've been seeing this term more and more. What is long COVID? Um, so I, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm going to take a stab because I've, I've heard of this issue. Um, I'm, I'm guessing it's going to have something to do with people that are having long term of, uh, side effects of COVID. I know of people that claim they haven't received they, they haven't fully received their uh, taste back. Uh, since they like taste and smelled and, and, you know, some other long-term side effects that, you know, people being in the hospital for a long time over COVID um, complications, which because of the way COVID is classified, I'm not necessarily positive those people are, are there for long-term COVID. It could easily be they were originally there for COVID, but because of their stay, they were exposed to other things and now they have like pneumonia or something that was brought on because of their stay at the hospital. Gotcha. The reason I ask is because I caught this article out of the out of the UK today and <laughs> it is it's something that they're calling long COVID. OK, what the hell? Long COVID. That's why I'm asking. What is long COVID? They don't actually explain it in here. So I thought, OK, they're saying that long haulers from around the world have reported hundreds of suspected signs and symptoms of long COVID. Now, there is a new study out from the University of College in London's uh, Sainsbury Welcome Center, and they found the following. Okay, now, 
this is this is some of the stuff that's that's come to light. Okay, now you're not you're not going to believe some of these symptoms. All right, these are long term symptoms apparently that you're going to develop from having COVID. Uh, this is this is quite quite extensive. So you might want to just put your feet up, get some popcorn because this is going to take a minute. They're saying that this is I'm quoting here. They're saying that uh, this in this unique approach, we've gone directly to long haulers around the world in order to establish a foundation of evidence for medical investigation, improvement of care and advocacy for the long COVID population. This is the most comprehensive characterization of long COVID symptoms so far. Now, of course, that was also added right at the end. There is now a clear need to widen medical guidelines to access a far wider range of symptoms when diagnosing long COVID. I'll bet you're just wondering, what are all these symptoms? Yeah, I'll bet you're just wondering, do you have long COVID? Well, let's find out. Here's a full list of signs and symptoms from long COVID sufferers that have been reported and pointed out in this study by the University of London. Blood clots, fainting, high or low blood pressure, bulging or inflamed veins, fast heart rate, itchiness, brittle or discolored nails, rashes, peeling skin, constipation, diarrhea, abdominal pain, feeling full quickly, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, facial paralysis, facial numbness, bloodshot eyes, ear and eye pain, hearing loss, conjunctivitis, don't know that one, runny nose, sore throat, vision loss, new allergies, shingles, changes in sensitivity to medication, joint and muscle pain and aches, breathing difficulty, shortness of breath, coughs, abnormally heavy or irregular periods, decrease in size of your um, your reproductive appendages. I'll just put it that way. Uh, early menopause, postmenopausal bleeding, aggression, anger, anxiety, apathy, delusions, depression, euphoria, irritability, sense of doom, tearfulness, confusion, disorientation, difficulty problem solving, poor attention, difficulty thinking, visual, auditory, tactile, and other hallucinations, fatigue, chills, sweats, fever, post-exhaustional malaise, high or low blood sugar, memory problems, forgetting how to do routine tasks, short and long-term memory problems, inability to cry or yawn, dizziness, <laughs> neuralgia, numbness, seizures, tinnitus, sensation of brain pressure or warmth, sensitivity to noise, tingling, prickling, pins and needles, tremors, insomnia, sleep apnea, vivid dreams, nightmares, restless leg syndrome, Waking early or during the night, unable to breathe, difficulty understanding others, difficulty reading and writing, slurring words, speech, speaking unrecognizable words, and a loss of heightened smell and taste. Those are just a few of the symptoms <laughs> if, you, if you have long COVID. Does so, that cover? So if you're alive, you probably have long COVID. Everything, literally everything is COVID. They have literally made everything you will ever experience in one form or another COVID. That is did unbelievable. You, did you notice as well, many of those things that were listed there are side effects, known side effects to the vaccine. I did notice that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was rather interesting. You know, we, we've got uh, we've we've got this vaccine out there now. Right. You know, Donald Trump is out today. He's made a statement today. And quite frankly, I'm, I'm a little disgusted by it. Uh, and I, I put this up in our Telegram page. It's his actual statement. He put it out. It's on his uh, feed and everything else from all the social media he's on. He's put it out there. It says, uh, I'm just going to read it. It says, Joe Biden kept talking about how good of a job he's doing on the distribution of the vaccine that was developed by 
what did I say? Operation Warp Speed, or quite simply, the Trump administration. He's not doing well at all. He's way behind schedule and people are refusing to take the vaccine because they don't trust his administration. They don't trust the election results. And they certainly don't trust the fake news, which is refusing to tell the truth. Okay, first of all, what did I say last week? I said, you have a vaccine because of Operation Warp Speed and because Trump caught all the red tape and his administration, namely Fauci, that he brought in there personally. Burks, the scarf lady. The only person that was in there talking sense was a gentleman by the name of Dr. Peter Navarro, and they kicked him out. He's making it sound like that the vaccine rollouts, Trump is making it sound like the vaccine rollouts aren't going fast enough. Oh, I think they've gone just about as far and fast enough as they need to go, in my personal opinion. He's way behind schedule. Do we have a schedule to keep? Did, was I unaware of something? Did, did I? Yeah, it, it, it's a schedule that they keep saying that uh, they keep saying, well, we need, uh, what was it, 200 million or something like that by July 4th? They're not going to get it. Or somewhere that, They're not going to get it. Well, they didn't, they didn't get it. In I the mean, first July 4th. Days. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what it was. Some, some, anyway, they, they missed it. They missed it by a far. I mean, so. But yeah, they missed it. But he, he's saying here that people are refusing to take the vaccine because they don't trust his, his administration. That's not true. Yes, people don't trust the administration. He's right on that. But that's not why they're not taking it. They're not taking it because they don't trust the people that are behind the vaccine, not the administration. The administration's bad enough in and of itself. Quite frankly, I didn't trust the last administration or the one before that or the one before that or the one before that. Yeah, uh, the government's bad, okay? They don't trust the election results. That's a side issue at this point, I think. We already know what the election yeah, issues yeah. are, so we don't need to go it, there. It, it doesn't It doesn't have anything to do with the vaccine No, it doesn't. at that point. And he says they certainly don't trust the fake news. Well, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. The fake news is, well, the, the mainstream media, I'll just put it that way. The mainstream, they're on self-destruct anyway. Their numbers have been have been down for years. It's just now they're really taking the dive because we've played clips. Here. I don't need to play this stuff again. We've played clips here of all the propaganda and the gaslighting that they're just shoveling at everybody. Do, do you know what they're saying now? Macron said last week, right, for example, Macron said last week, oh, you're not going to be able to go to X, Y, and Z if you don't have a vaccine passport. You're not going to be able to go in grocery stores if you don't have a vaccine passport. The French are hitting the streets surrounding government buildings, burning QR codes in the streets in effigy to what is happening by President or French President Emmanuel Macron. And you know what Macron is out now saying? The, the French mainstream media, you know what they're saying? Oh, no, he didn't say that. He, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. He was very clear. That's gaslighting on a whole new level. Oh, no, he didn't, yep. he didn't say that. No, he didn't say that. You see, you stand up to something. They come out and say, no, no, we didn't say that. That's not what we said. That causes you to step back a little bit. They can then advance again. Which at that point, I mean, the, the thing is, is they have two roads they can take. They can you you'll step back and and they'll hit you again or you'll push harder and then they'll double down. So, I mean, that's correct. But, you know, catch 22. Yeah, it is. It is. But b back to this vaccine thing, I want to drift too far from that. But Trump's saying, well, they're not taking it because they don't trust the administration. OK, let's go with that for just a second. They're not taking it because they don't trust the administration. OK, um, did did the uh, did the the last administration were they going to take it because they trusted that administration? I'm just asking a question here. Trump's saying they, they're not taking it because they don't trust this administration. Well, did they not or didn't they want to take it from the last administration, the same people that are now telling you to take it? What, because they stole the nation outright in front of everybody? They, they stole the country, so now it's OK? Huh. 
I'm a little confused because I distinctly remember a lot of those same people that are out there pushing it now, namely the president and the vice president, both saying, well, no, if, if it's put out by Trump and if he says to take, we're not going to do it. You shouldn't. You shouldn't take this unless you know what's in it. You need transparency. Isn't that what they were saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm almost positive that's what they were saying. Just for reference, just for reference, let's hear it. The vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? You can be the first one to say, put me, sign me up. They now say it's okay, And the question of whether it's real when it's there, that requires enormous transparency. you got to make all of it available to other experts across the nation Mm -hmm. so they can look and see. So there's consensus. This is a safe vaccine. If the president announced tomorrow we have a vaccine, would you take it? Only if it was completely transparent that other experts in the country could look at it. Only if we knew all of what went into it. If Donald Trump can't give answers and administration can't give answers to these three questions, the American people should not have confidence. But if Donald Trump tells us I should ta- that we should take it, I'm not taking it. Okay. So uh, do we want to do we want to say that that's maybe just a little bit partisan? Just a little bit. You're making it political, possibly just a little bit. Oh wait a minute. What you you didn't trust the last administration, but we should trust this one. You're making it. You're making it about that. Hmm. No, no, I don't think so. How about this? Where is the position for somebody such as myself or someone like Bruce that doesn't trust either administration or any of them before that? What about that? And quite frankly, it's not about some politician who knows nothing about medicine, I might add. It's not about that. It's about the fact that we don't trust the people that are behind this. I don't trust the pharma companies. I don't trust Bill Gates. I don't trust... Uh, in any of these public health people, these bureaucrats. I don't trust any of these people. I don't trust anybody in the media. I don't trust these people at all, at all. Less than none, if that's even possible. So this whole concept of, well, uh, they're doing it because they don't trust the administration. No, no, no. Never forget why we are here now dealing with this, because he and his administration cut that tape. They cut that red tape. They're not telling you what's in the vaccine. Because they don't have to. By law, they don't have to. It's under emergency youth authorization. It is not approved. And there is a patent on it. Therefore, by the patent, they don't have to tell you what's in it. They own the patent on it. Now, I I, I know that there's a lot of talk out there. I've been hearing this talk lately about these things are full of uh, graphene oxide. That's what I've been hearing. Uh, I I don't know. I've not dug too deep into that. But that's what a lot of people seem to be saying at the moment. And there's different reasons for it. I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, Bruce, you're shaking your head. There's no point. There's no point to have graphene oxide in there. I mean, it doesn't do anything. Uh, It's like having graphite in your system. It's not going to do anything. I mean, it's probably more harmful to you as physically than anything. I mean, I I see no reason to do it. it, My understanding anyway, graphene isn't magnetic. Like it's not a conductor for like radio waves and uh, magnetism. So uh, I, I mean, there would be no reason for like uh, the, the argument of like <laughs> getting hooked up to 5G and all that. I mean, that doesn't even, it doesn't hold water. I don't know. 
that's just what some people are saying. They're saying that, uh, that they've gotten a hold of some of these vials. They've had a chain of custody of it. So it's directly from uh, wherever it's picked up and it's not unwrapped until they get it to the lab and they put it out under an electron microscope. And that's what they're saying is in it. Uh, there's been some Mexican studies. There's been some Canadian studies and a couple of European countries have come out and uh, released studies on it. And that's that's what they're saying is in it. I'm I'm can. Oh. I'm concerned about that one because um, not because there might actually be graphene oxide in there. Um, I'm concerned about that one because graphene is the future metal. That is the yeah. thing we should be going towards. And now mm -hmm. they're making it as this is a bad guy. This is mm -hmm. this is bad. They're they're putting it in the vac. It's dangerous. It's bad. So now they're getting this this perceived image of this material that is literally life changing. Like this is huge if we would start using this more and they're they're trying to make it out to be a bad guy whether or not it truly is there i obviously i can't prove or disprove that it is i can only go off yeah, of what i not, understand of graphene i don't yeah, we're know. not saying yeah well that to be right. clear we're not saying that that's the case i'm just talking about right. what's being said now is that seems right. to be the circulating thing out there now is this graphene stuff is all in these these shots and we've talked about graphene long before this, long before this. And graphene, as you said, that's the future. That is the future. Yeah. That that material mass produced is what we use to break away from these control freaks. That's what we use to put these, quite frankly, um, reincarnated Nazis. That's what we use to put these people down and away for good. Yeah. And that's that's partly what I'm OK. So the the. Me disagreeing with it is, like I said, just base knowledge on what I have of, of graphene. But the other thing is, I'm exactly what you just said. Because it is this wonder metal, wonder material that legitimately is a big deal, um, I'm concerned that this wasn't um, uh, like um, uh, mind games or, or like um, counterintelligence, if you will, uh, or... or uh, yeah, there's there's another word for fake information that I'm I'm looking. Well, for. you know, we've actually heard it, uh, misinformation, conspiracy theories, the disinformation yeah. campaigns, all the rest of it. Disinformation. I, there you yeah, go. I, I know what you're saying, but you know what? We've had GP on here many, many times talking about these things and what goes into vaccines, and it's not uncommon to see things in vaccines like gold. Right? They'll they'll sometimes they'll put that stuff in there. They'll put uh, aluminum in some of them, uh, or different kinds of things, but. Uh, They'll put um, they'll put mercury in some of these things. They'll put antifreeze in some of these things. Eggs, jellyfish, uh, like th that, that's yeah, what they'll they'll put in there as adjuvants. It's it's a little different than that. Like saying there's aluminum in there is a bit like or mercury. It's not. It's like uh, I forget which one it is. It's it's a compound of mercury. Exactly. So it's not when the you, actual. When you get into, you're not getting a right, shot of mercury. Exactly. That's that's not what I mean. Right. It has compounds based on those materials, which when it when it's in a compound state, obviously, you know, it has completely different properties and everything. And, and you know, so is it possible that they're using graphene oxide in there as like, um, you know, it, it's in one of the compounds? Who knows? That's it's possible. I don't know. I've not seen any research on how graphene could be used medically yet. So maybe there's something out there that they know that we don't. I mean, that's uh, a possibility. But. I, uh, on the surface, just just uh, just hearing that, I'm I'm concerned that there it, it, this is a disinformation campaign and mm -hmm. and trying to get people to turn against graphene uh, before it really takes root. Could be, could be for sure. 
So it's, I mean, it's, I, I'm just saying that, you know, some of this stuff is, is out there now circulating. So, I mean, it's, it is one of those things. Uh, Facebook says that uh, the White House is looking for scapegoats after missing their vaccine goal. I did hear something about Biden the other day saying that, uh, I don't know, it's Facebook's fault or something like that for allowing the misinformation or whatever. Really? It's Facebook's fault? No. Power it's grab. not Facebook. It's not Facebook's fault. Yeah, it could be a power grab. It's not Facebook's fault that you've missed your goal. It's the fact that people don't trust the pharmaceutical industries. They don't trust the Gates Foundation. They don't trust the mainstream media. They don't, as Trump said, they don't trust the administration. That's why you missed your goal. People don't trust you. They don't like you. They don't want you. That might have something to do with it. A a good, like right off the bat, a, a way to get people to trust you a little bit more. You shouldn't have been going around doing a campaign saying you weren't going to take it, number one. And number two, uh... You should not have given them immunity. I mean, if you want people to trust it, then give them the ability to sue if there's any problems. They can't. They'd be out of business. That's the problem. Yeah. As a matter of fact, if we had the liability protection removed, they actually wouldn't be there right now at all because they were going bust back during the Ronald Reagan administration. They were going bust back then. They wouldn't have been able to survive if they weren't given liability protection, not to mention the fact all these cover ups that are happening. Oh, you're saying here we have a vaccine that is highly, highly effective. You've got over 10,000 dead just from the VAERS system that we know of. That's reported. Those are the government's own numbers and estimates by investigators, by private investigators are saying that those are probably only four percent of the cases. That's just in the United States. Those are just reported cases in the first 24 hours. What about someone that passes away in their sleep two weeks later? Oh, no, that's not a vaccine death. Facebook stepped up as criticism of the Biden administration, or excuse me, of Joe Biden's remarks uh, that the platform was literally killing people, saying that the White House was looking for scapegoats after missing its 4th of July vaccination goal. I just told you why they missed it. They missed it because people are finished with your agenda. They're tired of you. Quite frankly, I'm, I, I was sick of you before all of it even started. What about last year? The riots. Where was where was people standing up saying, Facebook, you're killing people because they were allowing Antifa and BLM to organize on their platform? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. They weren't saying anything about that. Oh, no. See, that, those were mostly peaceful uh, protesters. They, they were just I mean, they were out there risking covid. Yeah. Isn't that what they were? They were people were literally risking covid mm-hmm. to, yeah. to protest for, for social justice. Yeah. Yeah. Racism, the greater health emergency. Yeah. Than, it's a bigger health yeah. crisis. Yeah. It's a bigger health crisis. Yeah. In private exchanges, the Surgeon General has praised our work. This is this is Facebook's uh, official including our efforts to inform people about COVID-19. They knew what they were doing. The White House is looking for scapegoats for missing their vaccine goals. You know, Facebook, to be fair in all of this, I'm I'm not going to sit here and and play sides on this, but Facebook, I'm not going to disagree with them. Facebook's actually in the right here. Facebook's been touting all the lines. They've been playing nice. Hell, Mark Zuckerberg Mm -hmm. himself in the emails, the private emails to Fauci that were released said, hey, uh, Tony, we're, we're putting together this, uh, this Q&A. We want you on it to Fauci. We want you on it to take questions live. We want it coming from an authoritative source, not us. So we want to do everything we can do to carry your message, the government's message, the World Health Organization's message, to make sure that that information gets to the people. We want to be the sole source. We want to be the arbiter of truth in that regard. That's what Mark Zuckerberg was saying to Anthony Fauci. Now, how is Facebook literally killing people? And I'm not defending them, but I'm just calling things out here. How's Facebook literally killing people by 
touting the well, I'm sorry, that's kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? That's a double negative. They're literally killing people by touting that line that's misinformation, that they're calling factual information. That's what they're doing. So Biden is not wrong when he says that they're killing people, but Facebook's not wrong saying that they're looking for a scapegoat because both of their agendas have failed. That's why. Mm -hmm. That's Facebook. Los Angeles, right? L.A., San Francisco, all the rest of them, they say that they're going to reimpose the mask mandate regardless of what the CDC says. Oh, they don't care. They don't care. They're going to reimpose all that stuff. Well, the L.A. County Sheriff, Alex Villanueva, he has said that he will not enforce the mask mandate because it is not backed by science. You won't do it. You know, Mayor Eric Garcetti, L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, Garcetti the machete, as he's called on the streets out there, he's got himself a new job. Did you know he's got a new job? He, he's got a new job. He's not going to be running for mayor of L.A. this next time around. Did you know he's he's been given another another assignment? Now, not only does he write articles and op-ed pieces for the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab and company in his spare time that we found out. Not only does he do that, but he's also been appointed. Now, see, job well done, right? It's been a job well done in LA. He's been appointed special ambassador to India by the Biden administration. That's going to be his new uh-huh. job. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he's going to be moving on to bigger and better things. Yeah, he's going to be sent off to another country to live a lavish lifestyle in, in comfort and luxury and have drivers and, and all the rest of it. Yeah, because make no mistake, India is a developing country. It is a third world country for sure. There's a lot of poverty over there. But the political class and the upper class over there live like royalty. Make no mistake about that. So he's not going to be going over there living in squalor with the population. He's not going to be doing that. He's going to be living in lavish places, you know, getting uh, getting his every need sought to. So that's how they live over there. Make no mistake about that. But um, yeah, he uh, needs he, not to in more ways than one. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. So uh, he will be taking on that new job, that new position. Like I said, job well done in L.A. Yeah, you wrecked that place. Let's uh, let's get you over halfway around the world so the people can't come after you now. So they're going to get him out of the country. They're going to give him a nice seven figure salary for just laying in the cut and going away. So that's that's fine. They'll they'll probably take him on as a special consultant in Davos, Switzerland in a couple of years, maybe. I don't know whenever that tenure is up. So he'll go over there for a little bit and disappear from the public light. Fine, because the people of L.A. are probably ready to kill the man for what he's done uh, to everybody in that city. And quite frankly, I mean, the people have every right to be angry. Uh, But I had said now I don't know too much about him, but I had said a while back And I know we have listeners in California and out in L.A. specifically. Thank you all very much. But I had said a while back when I saw the L.A. County Sheriff uh, Villanueva, when I saw him start giving speeches at Venice Beach on the boardwalk, I said, you know what? This guy is going to run for mayor. As soon as I saw him giving those speeches, I said, this guy's going to run for mayor. And he hasn't said anything. Even to this day, he hasn't said anything. He's not announced it or anything like that. But I saw last week that Garcetti was going to be leaving. He's going to be taking on a new job with the Biden administration. That's not even really talked about in the mainstream media. They're just going to quietly get him out of town and he's going to sail off into the sunset. Yeah, sail off into the West. Yeah, (laughs) just just like in a fairy tale. He's going to sail off into the sunset. Job well done. Mission accomplished. So he's going to get rewarded. Well, that's going to leave an open slot for the L.A. city mayor. And to be quite honest with you, somebody taking the position such as this gentleman here, this this L.A. County sheriff, he has been tough on crime for sure. He's been pro Second Amendment, nearest I can tell. Uh, he did say he wasn't going to enforce any of the uh, the unconstitutional gun regulations that the state was handing down for the residents of L.A. County. 
He's not going to do that. He's not going to have his deputies do that because he's not going to violate the Constitution. Remember, county sheriffs are not like chiefs of police. They're completely different. That is an elected position. That doesn't mean he's a politician. Most, in fact, most sheriffs that I've ever that I've met in my day, they're not politicians. Though they are elected positions, they're not politicians. They represent the people of that county, and it's their sole job to uphold the Constitution of the United States. The county sheriffs have more power than the FBI, and that's a fact. If the FBI shows up in a county somewhere. The sheriff, if they don't agree with what they're doing there, the sheriff can escort them out of town. It's one of those types of deals, kind of like back in the old days. Yeah, if you're going to come down here to, to this county, make sure you call ahead first. Just make sure if it's OK. So I think he's going to run for mayor. I, I think uh, I think Sheriff Villanueva is going to run for mayor. That's my that's my guess. Uh, and to be honest with you, at this point, his stances uh, that he's taken thus far on the Second Amendment, on homelessness, on crime, those are three top examples of what need to be addressed in that city. And if he can make it, if he can make it, then maybe, maybe he can start turning that city around just a little bit and addressing a lot of those issues. Just maybe. And I hope so. I hope so, because we got we got some people out in L.A. GP's out in L.A. and we know other people out in L.A. And it's it's tough going out there. It's tough going. The homelessness is out of control. The crime is out of control. The drugs are out of control. And who better than a law enforcement officer to step up and take that position if he can do it. Are they going to have mail-in voting? <laughs> well, it's Los Angeles. Who knows? It's, I guess that'll be up to the to the county supervisors. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, he sounds like he would be a good guy uh, to, to have an office. Uh, the problem is, is I don't know if he's going to be allowed to have that position, if you will, by the elite. If they continue with this voting fraud. Um, good point. And it, yeah, he won't make it just because they'll cheat. It's a good point. You know, I heard somebody talking about it the other day on a, on a different podcast, and they said, these Davos clique elites, make no mistake, you start tracing this stuff back, what happened on November 3rd, it'll lead you right to those people's front doorstep. They don't want people, and this doesn't go for just the United States, this goes for all democracies everywhere. You don't get to have elections anymore. They don't care what you have to say anymore. You standing up and, and voicing your opinion and voting in somebody that's going to work for you, that doesn't work for them. You see, their time's over and they want to make sure that they stay relevant so they're not going to allow us, we the people, regardless of where you come from, they don't want us to have a say in that process anymore. They've spent their last decades going through buying off the leadership of all these parties so that when they make their move, which they're doing now, they're going to close the door and pull the rug out from underneath everyone. Yeah, I don't know what else to add to that, because I, I, I agree with what you're saying. It's at this point, uh, unless we get things uh, back in the, the control of the people, uh, things aren't going to change much. No, that's true. All right. Um, let's talk about. OK, so San, San Francisco. I know, I know GP is not in here, but I, since we were talking about California, San Francisco area, some San Francisco area rec restaurants are reinstating mass requirements. They're cutting. Listen to this. They're cutting unvaccinated workers over a new guidance. Hmm. The bait. How is that legal? Uh, it's not. They're just doing it. No, well, yeah. to be to be fair, None of what they're doing is actually legal, regardless of where you're, what country you're in. None of what they're doing is actually legal. They're just doing it. They, they just don't care at this point. The only reason that we haven't actually dragged them out of these buildings yet is because we're law-abiding citizens. That's why. See, they're breaking the law, and they're threatening you. If you break the law, then you're going to go to jail, but they are not. They're immune. I mean, it's just, it's just the way it is. Oh, no. You can't open your business 
or we're going to fine you. We're going to fine you 50,000. We're going to fine you 100,000. You come out of your house, we're going to fine you 2,000. We're going to fine you 5,000. Everybody comes out of their houses, what are they going to do? They're using fear to force compliance. That's all this has ever been about. That's all they have at this point. They have nothing else. They don't have ideas anymore. They're out of ideas. Let's get past that. They're out of ideas. Their ideas lost a long time ago. A long time ago. They don't have any ideas that win. We do. They know it. That's why they're using fear to force compliance. The Bay Area's guidance was issued in seven counties, San Francisco, Alameda, Contra Costa, Marin, San Mateo, Santa Clara, and Sonoma. Health officials in the Bay Area have issued new guidance Friday recommending that everyone, even those who are vaccinated, pay attention. Because remember, you were vaccinated. You did what you were told. You're on the winning team, right? They're recommending that everyone, even those who are vaccinated, to wear masks indoors. And many restaurants are now requiring them again for their employees. But I thought you did everything you were supposed to do. You see, you cannot make a deal with this. That's not how this works. You bend the knee to it, it gets worse. At least one major employer has decided to lay off unvaccinated people just to be safe. Oh, you hear this? Oh, see, first it was to stay home just to be safe. Oh, that, wear a mask just to be safe. Oh, that, get, get vaccinated just to be safe. Oh, no, see, that's not going to work, but we're going to fire you just to be safe. If anyone doesn't want to get vaccinated, well, then we will let them go. Zareen Khan, owner of the Pakistani Indian restaurant Zareen's, told the newspaper, It's terrible. Oh, yeah, it's, it's terrible. Yeah, I can hear. I can feel the sympathy seething out of you. It's terrible, but we need people to understand that this is serious. It's better to be cautious than to be sorry. A 99.997% survival rate across all age groups is actually probably even higher than that. If you get down to the actual data, which we don't have any data, everything's spoiled now. So as much as I'm for the like business being able to choose and do whatever they want, you know, they can hire and fire who they want as they please. But the problem I have with this, uh, this situation is um, we have laws in place to prevent you from discriminating against someone for health, health status, race, gender, whatever, gender identity even. You can't do that legally. So as the laws stand right now, there should be a massive swarm of, of lawsuits by every one of those employees that are getting fired. And see, this is the other thing. They're also th- this is the other side of it. They're also saying, OK, well, you have to do this. But yet, if you do that, then there's no benefit to it. Right. There's uh, there's absolutely zero benefit to any of it that I can see. Zero. Less than zero, if that's even possible. But there, everything I can see from this, actually, well, it is possible because everything I see from this is actually a negative benefit more than anything else. You still have to do everything as if you didn't have any if you didn't have the vaccine. That's not a vaccine. On top of that, part of informed consent is that you understand what it is that you're putting in your body and they won't tell you. You see, this is why we put the Nazis to death for exactly this, for forcing invasive medical procedures on people without their informed consent. But like I said, you're a law-abiding citizen, right? The governments can run around and do whatever in the hell they damn please. You're a law-abiding citizen. French businesses, the owners, listen to this, face prison time, and up to 45,000 euro fines for not checking vaccination passports. Oh, see, if you refuse, then we're going to put you in prison. We're going to fine you 45,000 euros. Then the government can still see they're using the businesses to play people off against each other. It's another divisive tool. It's the same thing with the vaccine. It's another divisive tool. Vaccine passports, another divisive tool. Everything is about division and segregation and rigid conflict. That's what it's all about. It's designed to make everything turn into this 
this tinderbox that's just going to explode. There is going to be an explosion at some point. It is coming, and it is coming fast, and they know it. The thing is, is that you don't get to do this. Case in point, all the, all the protests that are happening in France, and not just in Paris, all the protests that are happening in France, hundreds of thousands of people are surrounding government buildings in France. That is nowhere in the mainstream media. None. You can't find it. It's not there. The only thing we're getting is private footage and, and drone footage that's being put up of these protests. People that are out there uploading stuff on their phones. But the, the social media companies and YouTube are taking it down as fast as they can. You see, they're losing. You don't get to do this without some form of a reckoning. And a reckoning is coming. It is coming. In France, of all places. The people that wave, and I know we have French listeners, merci beaucoup, but waving the white flag. In this case, they're waving white flags in Paris, but those white flags are on fire with QR codes. So I got to give them credit. They are waving white flags, but they're waving them while they're on fire with QR codes. I got to give it to them. The French, if they know how to do anything else, they really don't know how to really don't know how to go out. <laughs> if Marty was in here, they wouldn't know how to go out and win a war. But the French know how to protest. They do. The Germans actually know how to protest. The UK, they know how to protest. The Americans, not so much. Yeah, we lack a little bit in that. We we kind of we're more about barbecues and football. We really don't protest. But see, you're a law-abiding citizen. The government's not going to make you take a vaccine. You see, by law, by the Nuremberg Code, they cannot coerce you. They can't do it. I would call this coercion. I would call this coercion. I would call this pressure. I would call this outright forcing you. To be fair, that's what I would call it. You see, we're not making you as the government take this. But see, if you just want to do this thing, then that's what you have to do. Oh, and if you businesses, if you don't do that to people, see, they're they're leaning on the businesses like a mob boss that doesn't want to get his hands dirty. That's all this is. It's a cartel leader that drags you in there and starts breaking your fingers one by one because he doesn't want to do it. See, we're not going to make you, but you businesses, if you want to stay in business, you're going to have to require this. And if you don't require that, well, then... Or if you decide you're going to subvert us, then we're going to put you in prison and you're going to lose your business. What did I tell you was going to happen to all of you business owners out there? I said, if you don't stand up and defy it, they're going to shut you down anyway. Again, you can't make a deal with this. There's no making a deal. Oh, they'll get fined if they open up. They're going to put you out of business anyway. What part of this is a war on small businesses do you not understand? It's about big business stakeholders in the future. They operate. You don't. You're non-essential. French businesses that do not check for vaccine passports, the so-called health pass or the what did Macron call it? The sanitary pass. Yeah. Sanitary pass. You know, the French mainstream media, they actually have the audacity to say, oh, no, he didn't. He didn't say you needed one of those to go into a grocery store. No, he, he didn't say that. Oh, well, yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. They could face fines up to 45,000 euros and a year in prison under a proposed new French law. President Emmanuel Macron announced the draft law on Monday, extending the health pass requirements to various businesses, including restaurants, cafes, shopping centers, trains, and air travel from August. Under the new bill, business owners who do not check for a valid health pass could face a fine of up to 45,000 euros. It's about $53,000, if you're wondering, as well as, a as well as a possible prison sentence of a year. Now, they say that this is... Now, Bruce, you might be asking, why are they doing this? Well, see, it's because they care about you, right? That's why they're doing it. They care about you. They care about your health. It's touted as an effort to stop the spread of the new variants, right? I mean, it, it's for the new variants. That's what it's for. By the way, do you remember the Euro 2020 final? 
against Italy and, mm-hmm. and England. You remember that? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the strangest thing. Uh, they just announced the Wembley variant uh, that just uh, popped up in uh, in the UK. And it's it's in the 20-somethings that attended that game. That's where they've traced it all back to. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's strange how that, that, just, that just happens like that. Yeah. Just happens to be one of the major, uh, uh, you know, age groups that is not taking mm-hmm. vaccination. Uh, yeah. The, the COVID vaccines. So, yeah. Now, according to uh, Breitbart London, two million French citizens scrambled for a vaccination appointment after Macron said that they were going to start requiring these. To be honest with you, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. That's mm-hmm. coming out of the French government. That's their play for the disinformation, as Bruce is talking about. That's their play to make it sound like, oh, we got to hurry up and get this done. No, no, they wouldn't be pushing. It's as simple as this. This is common sense. They wouldn't be pushing like this if people were voluntarily doing it. They wouldn't be making these advances like this. They wouldn't be doubling down like this. If people were voluntarily lining up for this, they wouldn't be doing that. If these were available, if these were giving out in these large numbers like they're talking about, then all of this propaganda that they're spouting, all this gaslighting that they're doing would be completely unnecessary. It's kind of a almost like a keeping up with the Joneses kind of thing. So, like, if you know two million people are doing it, it starts a crowd, quote unquote, and people are more willing to follow the crowd. So why not lie about how many are actually getting the vaccine? Well, Bruce, you know what the problem is, right? I mean, it's clear. It's clear what the problem is. This was put out very clearly by uh, Rochelle Walensky, the uh, the uh, what, what is she, the head of the CDC? Right. This is this is very clear what this is. OK, Let, let's take a listen to this. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Really? Really? This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Is that so? Well, let's let's just take a look here, shall we? One thousand two hundred and thirty three double vaxxed Danish citizens are sick with covid. Radio reports suggest that 1,233 fully vaccinated Danish citizens fell ill with COVID-19 between December 27th and 30th of June. Huh. But I I thought this was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I don't see unvaccinated people filling up hospitals, do you? Medical experts expect those figures to rise once the the Delta variant, uh, once that data filters through the system, with one professor admitting there's always some that are not well protected. So a little infection is to be expected. Really? Okay. Um, that's interesting. Again, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 3,800 Germans who are fully vaccinated have fallen ill with COVID-19 since I think it was May. I believe it was May. Huh. Okay. The new Secretary of Health from the UK, Sajid Javid, well, he's double vaccinated. I'll guess where he is right now. He's isolating because he's tested positive for COVID-19. Huh. Kamala Harris, Vice President Kamala Harris. What's she doing right now? She's isolate. Well, of course, it's a routine appointment. Yeah, she's at Walter Reed right now. It's a routine appointment, according to the White House doctor. She's fully vaccinated. The Texas Democrats who decided that they weren't going to vote on the uh, uh, the bill for voter ID in the state of Texas. Instead, they decided to go down to the local carryout and pick up some cases of Miller Lite, get on their tour bus, hop on over to the airport, fly to D.C. for a photo op. Well, guess what happened to three of those people who are fully vaccinated, by the way? They just tested positive for COVID-19. I'm not sure that's true. And and here's uh, all the other information aside, you know, what we've talked about with COVID-19 and the testing, the PCR tests and how, you know, taking all of that and putting that aside, I think that could easily be a... Um, 
Well, they can't go back to their districts yet because oh, they're yeah. isolating. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it, it's buying yeah, more yeah. time. They'd be arrested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I, I can see that. But still, the, the hospitals that are filling up, I mean, we saw something out of, what was it, the UK the other day? Uh, the hospitals up there, the hospital chief of staff was reporting that people were filling up. Again, it's a it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? That's what it is. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Fully vaccinated nurse in full PPE gear at Sydney's busiest hospital test positive for COVID despite having no symptoms. Oh, and she was fully vaccinated, by the way. Hospital in, I believe it was in, um, here it is. Chief nurse of York and Scarborough hospitals warns that their severely ill COVID-19 patients have been double jabbed. Again, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated, right? It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Okay, that was in the UK. Several people seriously ill with COVID in Carmarthen Hospital. That's in Wales, in the UK, by the way. In that hospital, despite having both doses of the vaccine. Really? I, I mean, like I said, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. A number of people are currently seriously ill in Gangwilly Hospital in Carmarthen, with COVID-19 despite having received both doses of a vaccine. According to the latest statistics published by the Welsh government, which is correct up to July 13th, so five days ago, there are three patients with coronavirus in an invasive ventilated bed across from the whole of, oh my God, I don't understand that Welsh language. <laughs> That's just crazy. But yeah, the hospitals are filling up with COVID patients that are double vaccinated. That's interesting because again, that's a, it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. I mean, that's what we're being told. Israel, right? Let's take a look at Israel. We talked about the uh, chain infection last week. What's going on in Israel? Listen to this. This is being reported from one of their outlets out there, one of their people out there. Most of the daily cases in Israel are now among vaccinated people. 56% of Israelis are vaccinated. They make up roughly the same proportion of daily cases. Huh. Any of this kind of seem like it's a pandemic of the unvaccinated? I mean, it's just, it's, it's strange. Strange when you look at it like this. Now, let's look at how many people are vaccinated in Israel. 53% have received both jabs. 4% have received one. 1% is recovered. Yeah, I believe that. And 42% are unvaccinated. It's not the unvaccinated that are falling ill with COVID. It's a complete inversion of reality. It's gaslighting. That's all it is. No, 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 it's not the, no, it's not the vaccinated that are causing the rise in cases. It's not that. No, no. It's not that what we're doing to them with these jabs, it's not that it's causing their body to now produce this spike protein that you're having a reaction to. No, it's not that. It's all, you see, it's all those other people out there that haven't done it yet. It's their fault. Every single bit of data that I'm sitting here looking at, that they beat you over the head with data, science, evidence, blah, blah, blah. Every single bit of that is the exact opposite of what they are preaching. There is no pandemic of the unvaccinated. That's just another tool of division. Oh, you got to go after those, it's those anti-vaxxers. It's those, those Trump cultists. I told you earlier what I think of Trump when it comes to this. The man can take a walk for all I care. I think he's done enough, more than enough. I think he just needs to shut up at this point. Agreed. Trump had the opportunity for all of this to end it all before it started. I mean, he could have said after the two weeks, uh, say, okay, that's enough. Could have said after 30 days, okay, that's enough. Could have had Scott uh, Scott Atlas in there uh, sooner. Could have fired a whole bunch of the the politicians and the bureaucrats that were, uh, not politicians, but bureaucrats that were in office that, um, you know, are a problem. But he didn't. So 
no. Trump is a huge disappointment in my book. He did some good things. Uh, he did some bad things. Uh, but I think at this point, the bad has outweighed the good that he's done. And there's yeah. so much more that he could have done that would have been a great benefit and a boon to us. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. This this stuff that he's talking about here, like uh, you'd actually brought it up before about how Trump's concerned about his legacy and this and that. This this is this isn't a legacy that you'd want to leave. Not in my opinion. Well, it, yeah. He doesn't see it. I don't think he sees it the way we do with the vaccines and everything. He hasn't seen the research. In fact, I don't think this is an area that he's really knowledgeable in, which, to be fair, it's not an area that we're totally knowledgeable in. We've had to do a lot of research on this to, you know, because this popped up to talk about it. Um, So I I don't know that he knows a lot of what the side effects are and that are happening and, you know, the stuff that's going on. Uh, What he's thinking is, I push to have this vaccine out. This is unprecedented. This is the fastest vaccine we've ever produced in human history. That's my legacy. And that that's I think that's what he's thinking. I don't think he's thinking any uh, of the repercussions or any of the the dark dealings that are going on behind the scenes. Uh, I don't think he's thinking anything okay. about that. All right. Fair enough. But OK, let's look at it like this. And this this is simple enough to do. You don't have to do a whole bunch of research into it. Let's just look at VAERS. That's bad enough. We used to, sh- according yeah. to Dr. Mike Yaden, the former VP of Pfizer, which his his testimony that he gave is an hour long. It's up on our Telegram page. is pinned to the top. If you need some information that you're getting that's in detail from someone that's in the know, go watch his interview. It's up there. Take an hour of your day and listen to him. You don't have to watch it. Just put it on audio or something and set it off to the side. Listen to what the man has to say. If you have at least 25 deaths a year, from vaccines in America. According to him, they shut it down. They shut it down. If you have adverse reactions to the tune of 25 deaths a year in America from vaccines, they stop it. We're at 10,000. That's just that we know of. It doesn't take a whole lot of effort on Trump's part to go and at least look at that, if nothing else. We are at time today, so we are going to have to go. But uh, it was great to be back today. So for those of you who have not signed up to our Telegram channel, get over there and get signed up to us. We do put out all of our podcasts. We do here every day. And we also put out an exclusive podcast just for our Telegram subscribers once a week. Although last week we didn't get to it. We did put out a normal podcast on Saturday because we felt like we owed it to you, the listener. So we hope you enjoyed that. We did talk about your digital independence. If you haven't listened to that, go back and give it a listen. I've had some personal feedback come back from that saying, you know what? We've been listening to you guys for well over two years now, and we didn't even really consider any of that stuff. You gave out a lot of good information there and a lot of things to consider. So they're going to be thinking about things in a different light when they go to make their upgrades. Go back and give that a listen if you haven't yet already. Our Saturday podcast, Your Digital Independence. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We are trying to grow, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcast, if you give us a rating when you get a chance, we'd appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, that's it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.